Hafadeh, and this is the KUM Podcast Network. Welcome to Conscious Living with Claire Calvo, where we show you how to live a happy and healthy island life. Thanks so much for downloading us. And now, here's Claire. Hafadeh, namaste, and thank you for tuning in today, Guahan and beyond. I'm Claire Calvo, and this is Conscious Living. So, this is our third show, and... Uh, when we think of the word conscious living, the title of the show, we basically it is by definition just that, right? Living consciously, uh, bringing awareness to how we live our lives, and we focused on things, um, you know, along with holistic health and wellness, uh, like nutrition, conscious eating, yoga, conscious breathing, and today we're going to talk about something a little different, but intrinsically connected. We're talking about conscious spending. We're talking about money. (laughs) And um, I think a lot of people don't really, when they think money, they don't really consider the ramifications and the connection to health uh, and to wellness. And um, the reason why I thought it was important that we talk about this is because the number one stressor in America is money. It was ranked higher than family, relationships, work, and um, let me just share with you some statistics that I found. Of course, there was a, a, a lot of different um, sources, but the American Psychological Association poll found that money is the leading cause of stress. A survey that's uh, been going since 2007 found that money remains the number one stressor regardless of the economic climate. Credit card debt hit a record high last year, more than a trillion dollars, and this was, was uh, according to Federal Reserve. Student loan debt jumped 150% in the last decade. And, of course, even according to uh, BlackRock, which is an American investment management corporation, found that the number one cause of stress is money, ranking higher, like I said, than health, family, relationships, and uh, work. So I have someone here today who has such an extensive background in um, both health and wellness, fitness, as well as investment finance and Wealth, yeah. Did I say health mm-hmm. and wealth? So we're going to, um, before I introduce her, though, I just want to share with you her, tell you a little bit about her. She is a San Francisco-based strategic advisor to and investor in early-stage wellness businesses. She began her career at Goldman Sachs in investment banking, advising on growth opportunities for Fortune 500 companies, fundraising, mergers and acquisitions or public offerings for the likes of Cody, BCBG, Duncan Brands, Yum Brands, along with many others. She graduated with distinction from Duke University with a bachelor's in economics and certifications in markets and management and Spanish. (laughs) And she's worked directly with the president of Equinox on investing in wellness technologies and brands. The founders of One Medical Group and Octave Health on health initiatives and changing the role of healthcare for everyday Americans and the founders of Sundial Brands on the go-to-market strategy, long-term planning, and selling a stake to Bain Capital. She has led investments in and played the role of a board advisor at various consumer companies, including Well People, Credo Beauty, Smith Tea Maker, Alter Ego, Cameo, High Beauty, Paradox, and GEM Vitamins, among others. It is my honor to introduce to you Julia Garces French. Thank you. Happy day, day. Thanks wow. for having me. That's such an impressive <laughs> bio, and of course, half of it I'm like, wow. See, this whole the whole 
conversation and topic around investments and business. It's always been kind of intimidating for me. Um, But just considering how important it is to have that that knowledge or just, you know, a little bit, just the basics of, of, of information is important for yeah. everyone to have. Yeah. It's a new wave of awareness. I feel like of people taking control over their finances and, um, new, new literature and information about how to do it with your own interests in mind, sustainable investments or, right. you know, and of course, I mean, now, you know, we talk about health and wellness, holistic health and wellness and how important it is to you know, they, they, they've found, I mean, obviously it, it, it connects, it, it corresponds that poor financial um, health leads to poor physical health. Mm-hmm, I mean, they, sure. they, they definitely see how if you don't really invest the time and energy into your health and vice versa, how yeah. it kind of affect and effect and affect one another. So I'm just curious, though, tell us a little bit about you and like what steered you in this direction of, um, well, finance, of course, yeah. but did you, was it was it your intention to, to lean more into, into like health and wellness uh, businesses and companies? Yeah, sure. So I've always been very interested in numbers. Um, and I remember a very critical course in high school where we learned about microfinance and about the way you could use economics to change a whole economy. Um, you you know invest a little bit and what that little amount can do for a woman who then can um, go and work or invest you know buy a cow and, and all, you know raise up a whole community right. when you have um, investing in, in good people. And so I kind of went to work focused on that, to be honest. It's so funny that I ended up at Goldman Sachs, which is kind of the exact (laughs) opposite of microfinance. But I wanted a really good, strong understanding, and I felt like that's the gold standard of where you learn about investments, about business. Um, And so that's why I went there. I always felt like, well, there's a couple things. One, we were talking earlier about how if you love what you do, you Mm -hmm. never work a day in your life. And so I really find it so interesting, the little um, things that tick and move a company. And yeah. so I I, lo- I, I, tell, I tell people, clients all the time, I learn about someone's business by looking at their numbers, their financials. So I'm like, oh, okay, so this was a good year. This is where the margin improved. This is where you got a new customer who's paying you more. I, you, I, I tell, it's like a novel for me mm-hmm. when I look at financial statements. Um, <laughs> and of course for me, it's like, ah, because on that note, what you find your your joy and your pleasure and what you, what interests you was the opposite for me. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, how would you get someone excited? Like, like for you, for me, numbers are just like I will always want to be like, okay, find someone. You know, can I pay you to like handle this for me? Because yeah. just knowing, and I, I kind of already um, resigned myself for even wanting to like look into it. Mm-hmm. And even though you know I graduated with like a business minor, but yeah. even still, it was like after the degree, I, and I I decided to open. Um, my own business, um, I I stuck to like how you said when it's something you're passionate about, you don't consider it work. Yeah. So you know, I kind of opened with the notion of okay, I love this, I'm passionate about it. Let me just throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you know, with initial uh, at the time it was with me and um, my partner Rollin at the time. And luckily, we had a, you know we had a small but very strong loyal uh, clientele, and then it grew. But what can you advise for those of us who are not very business savvy, or you know, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. our interest in like numbers and and just like what 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 do you what would you um, 
suggest for us to just at least be able to manage yeah. the finances? Yeah, definitely. I would say first that you're in the majority probably. Yeah. Um, for me, I work so well with creative genius, I'd say. I am not creative, so you you know figure out what it is that you want to do, and I will, from a financial basis, show you the way of how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's really important to have like a partner who does understand finance. Well, what, in the investment world, we always mm-hmm. are looking for a management team where like there is um, a, le- a leader who knows their strengths so well mm-hmm. and is very self-aware and willing to give finance or marketing or one area of the business very important to an expert in that. That is one of the like the top things we'll look for in yeah. a founder mm-hmm. who we want to invest in. So you know, knowing that you can't do it all is actually one of the most important things to recognize. Right. And then um, having a trusted partner. I mean, there's a couple, um, in terms of what I'd recommend, I think it's really interesting to look at what the big, you know, for you, like what are companies that are have public numbers out there mm-hmm. and um, read, you know, they have annual reports and they talk to their shareholders because shareholders are not necessarily meant to be finance experts. So when Equinox is talking to their public shareholder or, you know, their debt holders, they are trying to do it in the most aesthetically pleasing way with mm-hmm. charts and right. whatnot. And, right. like, and then, you know, for your type of business, what are the most important numbers to hone in on? It's probably only like five numbers that you got to keep track of and the rest of them you know the accountant can can package and and um are helpful for taxes and whatnot but right, right. it's a couple of things that you want to stay focused on from your operational perspective okay great yeah because you mentioning that i mean it's it's it worked out beautifully because i have two partners now and one of them judy she's like a whiz when it comes to the numbers so it's it's great to have that that uh, balance you know between her lily and myself um but we we're talking earlier also about balance yeah and you you mentioned right now about being um conscientious about where you invest Mm -hmm. and i want to focus not just investing your your money but investing your time because you said and and into the education yeah you know what i mean it helps you know rather than you know especially now with social media it's like if you have so many hours in a day you know it's like okay am i gonna spend i have so much time Am I going to spend it on this? Looking through people's hop a day, Eli. <laughs> no, we're, we're rolling. <laughs> so we're talking about financial wellness. But, um, you know, are you going to invest that time, you know, scrolling through, you know, posts? Or are you going to invest it in listening to a podcast about whatever you're passionate about and yeah. how you could emulate what that person is sharing? Yeah. So it's a great, you know, that that's, that's a great advice coming from you. So, uh, can you just take us through your daily regimen as far as like, you know, with wellness? Because, like, you know, now yeah. you've applied so much of this into your own life. Yeah. You know, you've worked with a lot of these companies. And I just want to say amazing that you're sitting on the table and part of the acquisition of SoulCycle from yeah. Equinox. First, I just want to hear a little bit about that first. Yeah. I mean, it's just so cool when you, um, in general, like meeting founders lights me up like meeting a lot of founders and helping them think through the next stages of their business because you see like this little seed mm. and you um just like in like a field right you know what it's supposed what it's going to look like a little bit when it when it grows up right but um the excitement the enthusiasm like you're right numbers can get boring and so when you talk <laughs> to someone who has like this new crazy idea that they are willing to walk through walls for it is just like 
that's why why you wake up and do what you do for me. Yeah. And so um, for me, investing in, you know, thinking about the Founders Soul Cycle or um, the food company that we invested in, a healthy eating company at Equinox, uh, yoga company, um, a, a inexpensive fitness, $15 a month um, fitness company that we invested in. Wow. Um, you know, there's these things you think about and it's just... It's really crazy to, to have this little spark of an idea, a little PowerPoint presentation of like, we think this will be a great idea. And then like however many years down the line, they launched the whole thing, SoulCycle files for their IPO. Peloton is now coming, you know, coming is the next wave that we didn't, we thought about investing in, but we thought who's really going to buy that? Right, you right, know? right. So oh my gosh, so that's right. so interesting to see these investments, these companies come through, meet the founders, mm-hmm. and then it actually helps you you improve as an investor saying, oh, I missed, I missed this sign, like diagnose, what did I miss? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's pretty crazy. It's um, amazing to see people like Julie and Elizabeth follow their dreams, you know, just find a loyal following and then find an amazing partner in Equinox who helps them find the real estate, inexpensive real estate, um, drive with the marketing and how protective they are of their customers Mm -hmm. um, and see them do as successfully as they have. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, like, and like you were saying, all coming from a seed. And there's some quote, I, I might butcher it, but the seed does not even see what, what the tree it turns into. Mm-hmm. And just having that, just the strength of just planting something and not even knowing what you're going to grow to, yeah. but just the strength of, of coming through the soil and growing into that. It also reminds me of, um, have you heard of E.T., the hip-hop preacher? No. Eric... Thomas? I think that's his name, my memory. But anyways, he was just talking about, he's a motivational speaker, and he was just talking about what is needed, the persistence and the passion when it comes to doing what you love to do. And no matter how many times, because you think of some of the people who have succeeded astronomically and how many times they've been turned down. And it's just the persistence and drive, and you got to want it so Good, so yeah. bad, so good that um, he brought up this this story about this young man coming to a guru, and this guru was so successful, had everything he needed, and he said, "I want to learn. I want. I want to be like you. I want to be successful." The guru said, "Come back tomorrow. Meet me at the beach at four o'clock in the morning." And this guy's like, "The beach?" He's like, "You know, I'm thinking we're gonna go and like you're gonna teach me. We're gonna sit down at, the, at an office or something. You teach me about your successes and how I could emulate it." He said, like I said, meet me at the beach, 4 o'clock tomorrow morning. So he goes to the beach, meets him there, and he's like, and come out to the water. And, you know, of course the guy's like, I didn't come here to swim. I want to learn how to be successful. So he kept reiterating that. And basically how the guru asked him to come out. First he was knee deep, then hip deep, then shoulder deep. And finally he got him all the way out and held his head underwater and held him down there where he was struggling. He was almost to the point of passing out and finally let him up. And he was like, what the, you know, he's like, are you crazy? And the guru said, that is how much you need to want it as much as your next breath. Mm. And just, 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 just explaining that when you're passionate about something to the point where you want it more than taking a nap or you're wanting it, you know, it's, it's gotta be that fire within you. So, I mean, that listening to that speech really just like lit me up. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, and and I think back to, um, well, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I want to know about you and what, just give us a daily, like your typical regimen of the day. Okay. Like getting up, getting ready for work. And and now I'm sorry. (laughs) Now she is pregnant. She's expecting. And what month are you? Six. 
her six months. Yeah. So yeah, just just what is your typical day? Sure, I'll have some caveats because there are things I would like to be doing that I'm working on. Um, like right now, I actually try, and this has been for a long time. I, I, sleep is so important. When I was in investment banking, uh, I remember oh, we used to. I used to finish work at two a.m., four a.m. Go like I had a, um, a f- cousin nearby who I could just go sleep at her place Diana, for, right. for just you know three hours, so I could get back into the office by nine a.m. Present to our clients and whatnot. And um, I remember how my face looked, my. Skin skin and how I felt emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so since then, I've tried to make a really concerted effort that I have an alarm that sets off at 9 p.m. It's time to start getting ready to go to bed. Um, I try to get a good at least you know eight hours of sleep every night wake up. What I'm trying to do is not look at my phone for the first few hours. Um, first few hours? Yeah. Wow. Because, I try to do it for the first hour, yeah. but that's, that's Because, amazing. so I, what my husband does is he will um, do a couple hundred push-ups. And it's just his way to like get his blood flowing, you know, your mindset in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I really want to do that because sometimes when you look at your emails, sometimes you open it and then you're not going to deal with it there on the phone from bed anyways. Right. So why stress yourself out immediately? Yeah. Those urgent things yeah. are going to sit there until you sit at your computer and really deal with that them. That's a great point. Um, and so I, right, I got a Peloton, which I love. It's one of those bikes that you... Um, have at home and it streams uh, different classes you can pick you know what type of music genre what to how long you want to work out and whatnot so I use my Peloton go for a walk with my I'm curious dog. though why 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 do you would you prefer doing that than actually going to a because you're an instructor at Equinox. I am, yeah. I presume you have free membership. I do have a free membership. It's so crazy. It's kind of back to your point about investments of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a limited amount of time in the morning. I want to hang out with my husband a little before he goes up to work. Uh, I want to take my dog for a walk. It's just so nice to be outside in that San Francisco air with a saltiness. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so... For me, the Peloton is right there, and it's like a good 20, 30-minute chunk. It's literally in and out. I don't have to get all the way to the gym. and um, So for me, it's just time allocation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, yeah. like, what would you say to the person out there who's like, okay, great, that sounds great, but I have, you know, I'm a single mom, I have, like, three kids, and, you know, like, how can they still make it work? Yeah. Because nothing's impossible. You right. Have to, right. Yeah. So you, you got to want it enough to... So, like, what would you recommend to someone who, who just basically says, I don't have time? Yeah. And I'm going to try to not I, I, I to not come off preachy because I know I don't have a child yet. So, <laughs> things are about to get crazy. <laughs> but um, it, 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 a lot of it for me is, like, there are things I sacrifice. There are times where I feel, like, absolutely crappy, um, particularly in pregnancy, where I'm like, you know what? A 30-minute swim right now will just feel phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it actually fuels the rest of the day where I have energy to do a ton more. I'm much more positive. Yeah. Um, so it's all about, like, also noticing your emotions, noticing how your body and your emotions react to you having made for yourself a 15-minute little segment where you're going to stand. Instead of watching TV, you're going to bring your little weights yep. in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I pull up YouTube on my TV and do a prenatal workout and it's, you know, not a ton of sweating, but I feel so good about having done something that was just for me where I felt like I, you know, no matter how many crazy things were thrown in my face for that day and where I felt like I might've failed, 
uh, that for that 15 minutes, it was my time. I accomplished something and I was ready winning. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so for me, it's, you know, beyond the like lose weight, it's a mentality. Yeah. And I could attest to that, you know, now in my 40s, before it was like, oh, I want to make sure I look good and I just want to feel good. Yeah. And, and ironically, but not, it goes hand in hand. When yes. you feel good, you glow and you, you know, I feel like you look good. And a lot of it has to do with just getting the, the oxygen in, getting the blood flowing. And yeah. um, I like what you said about the mindset because our beliefs truly shape our lives. And you know how they say, oh, well, this is so-and-so's personality. Well, that is your personal reality that you are creating by saying, oh, well, this is... And it's interesting. I'm going to talk a little bit about something that has affected me since I was a kid. And because I've always, you know, we're we're also talking about a relationship to money. And, you know, there's stigma, you know, when people hear about wealth or money or, you know, the lack of or, or the abundance of already there's, you know, preconceived notions. And believe it or not, there was an incident that happened to me in the third or fourth grade in a Catholic school. (laughs) And uh, I didn't realize until just recently how that affected my relationship with money. I was sick. I I, I missed school for about a week. I was in the hospital. I had like an intestinal virus. Came back to school after a week. And of course, the teacher didn't know. You know, I don't think obviously when this happened, she didn't realize it yet. So I walked into the room and in front of all my classmates had me stand, or I was probably already standing, and, but in front of everyone she said, do you think because your father is the governor and your family who's, you know, whoever, you could, you're special and you could miss school, an entire week of school? And I just remember as a little eight or nine year old feeling like oh, immediately making the association. If you are politically known, if you are known to have any amount of wealth, you will be not unliked. So for me at an early age, it was kind of like I had a really strained relationship with Mm. money. And I saw how that through my years kind of always made me kind of shy away from it. And, and Mm. also when it came, you know, when it came to business, when we first opened our business, I remember my partner at the time being like, Claire, this cannot be, an, we're a for-profit, we're business. We can't just have donation classes all the time. And a part of me always felt guilty for charging people something. And, and it, it was, it's interesting how it, it, I never really uh, looked at it until more recently, a few years ago, where, you know, thank goodness I have partners who balance me off because um, we were, actually even before that, even being asked to do a private course like oh so how much do you charge when I had to come up with my own price tag it showed me how much do you value yourself Mm -hmm. how much do you value your time how much do you value your certificates and part of that is also if you take time and energy you know because also that's the other thing people talk about well it's so expensive to get education or a certificate or whatever it is but sometimes you got to put that extra, you got to set it aside and invest in yourself. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm glad that finally, you know, it took me like, what, 30 some, 40 years to come to a better relationship, to a better understanding of the energy of money. Yeah. And because, and you know, I think also some people who feel, who grew up with hearing money doesn't grow on trees, um, money's the root of all evil. You know, when you, if you allow that to affect your mind and it, it, it 
it's going to strain your relationship and you're always going to be in that lack mode. Yes. And you're not going to feel deserving of it or you're going to feel like, oh, if I associate with it, then that means I'm one of them. Right. So it's really about cultivating a good relationship with money as well. I remember when Sheryl Sandberg was speaking recently or in the last few years about the imposter syndrome and when she defined what that was, it hit something in me where it's like, there are certain rooms where no matter how many credentials you have, you sometimes just don't feel like you belong or like you deserve to be in that room or at that table. Yeah. And for, throughout my entire career, having grown up in the States, I feel like, you know, in the finance world, 2% of investment dollars go to females. That's it. I'm sorry, repeat that? 2% of investment dollars go to female founders. Wow. Yes. And there are only uh, somewhere in that same range of, you know, less than 5% of the people making the decisions on investments are women. So, so where, was, you're, where you're sitting, like, give me an idea. Yeah. When you go into a board meeting or when you go into any, how many other females are in there sitting with you? Like at Goldman Sachs, for instance. When Rarely you- a single other female. Wow. So I remember actually one of the was, I remember we were selling um, OPI. Do you know the nail polish yeah, company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were uh, looking at invest. Or a company was looking at buying them. We were representing that company. And it was me and 11 old white men <laughs> talking about this nail polish company. And I, of course, am the youngest one. I'm the one who does all the numbers. And them asking, okay, what's their competitive advantage? Why are they better than the competitor? And so meek little me, who has the imposter syndrome, doesn't feel like I should be speaking up. But I finally felt like I had footing. So I raised my hand and I talk about it because they're all saying, you know, my wife says this. I think this is how my wife thinks about these nail polishes. And so that's what I've loved about the consumer and the wellness space is like, not only do I get to be this numbers person who I'm often, I'm still the only woman in the room often. Wow. um, Which is also something that you have to learn how to, how to speak when it's your turn because you're representing a whole gender sometimes. You're sometimes the only female in finance that they've ever worked with. Um, That's incredible. It's crazy. And so finding my footing in an industry that I love has given me not only that numbers background where, you know, I could be like any other guy who does the same job, but I have such passion for wellness in general that it's been really fun to be the partner in that way well that's and it's beautiful that you are doing something that it that bridges both you know you love your love for numbers and investments and whatnot and also your love and passion for wellness yeah and that's what I want to ask you um next is where do you see the trends because you know I mean even here on Guam you know when we first started with Synergy there was just like a handful of you know there was of course Paradise has been around for a while um and at the time Contenders and Synergy little old Synergy (laughs) And over the span of the past 15 years, they're booming everywhere. You know, CrossFit um, boxes and uh, other yoga studios and and just other fitness studios. So you're in California, but I'm just curious overall, like nationally, like what kind of trends are you seeing? Yeah, a couple of things. So one is um, thinking about, think about members who come loyally to a box or a gym or whatever, there's a special connection and you have a loyalty there, right? Those are people who are willing to invest in their health, who understand the value. Um, Real estate companies are now seeing huge value in that. Mm -hmm. And so you're actually seeing, um, and this is very much the case of Equinox, um, 
Equinox is the anchor tenant. So they are the, they are a um, tenant who draws people to a certain mall or location mm-hmm. that every other um, store next to it benefits from it because those people who are willing to invest right. in things for themselves are coming every day. Wow. So you're seeing really interesting mm-hmm. kind of real estate deals where these companies are all landing together, the new age of wellness, land together with a smoothie shop, like a massage shop. parlor, you have all, and that's, nice. you know, the, it's really, it's fine as a consumer, um, but it is interesting because there was, uh, in the last, you know, decade, there's been this movement of e-commerce, right? You know, everyone's saying yeah, things, yeah. you buy things only online because it's so much cheaper, you don't pay for real, real estate, but you're actually seeing things move back to brick and mortar. And they're looking for anchor tenants like fitness mm. to draw people back into the malls to shop and to be in the experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're also seeing experience being one of the next new, um, I guess, waves of, of investment where you, I feel like there's like a touch and feel you have with your customers um, in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's online and offline in mm-hmm. the digital space. And so, so you're, you're actually taking the class live right yeah. online. Okay. Yeah. And so you're seeing ways in which like your customers who are maybe off island for a month or deploy, you know, wherever they are, mm-hmm. um, if you can still keep that connection with them in a digital way, it's a very worthwhile investment so that you still, they still feel part of your loop. You can still continue to sell to them. Um, and then the last thing I would say that is, is huge is that just that digital part of like mm-hmm. it, I remember thinking like no one's gonna invest in a Peloton you know $2,200 in a bike plus $20 a month for your streaming content and this was when it, in 2012 12? yeah okay. um but they just IPO'd that company just went public. There are tons of people all over the world who are investing in their health in that way. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it allows a company like Peloton or like Equinox mm-hmm. to then invest in their next wave of wellness, something that's less expensive that gets to more people to right. fill the holes. Right. And so that'll keep happening in wellness. And I'm excited to see, um, you know, while you might need to you know, the first things that come out might be expensive. Mm-hmm. Wait a few years and the next iterations will reach uh, and, and be less expensive. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're speaking specifically right now about the fitness aspect yeah. of wellness. Um, we were talking earlier, though, that, you know, I mean, of course, and another thing that's great about now with everything that is you could get all the information and sometimes misinformation online, right? Yeah. Whether it's from podcasts or like, you know, whatever. Um, but aside from fitness, now we have so much information out there as far as nutritional, mm-hmm. as far as we were talking also about the trend towards more of the mental, emotional wellness. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so right now, there's a ton of investment on artificial intelligence, right? So um, I, I'm fortunate in that I get to see in Silicon Valley where there's so many startups coming through. Every bright idea, you kind of get to see their pitch of like, the, you know, the 20 pages of how they're going to build their business. It's so exciting. So from a nutrition perspective, you know, 
could you imagine if you could take a picture of what you're going to eat or, uh, and, you know, and get feedback and have those logs with someone. And, and basically it's not, it's less expensive because it's not an actual person on the other end. It's like information that our nutritionists would need to know logged in and telling you all the feedback about what your meal is wow. and what you should consider for your next meal. That type of stuff is coming out, That's which incredible. is so cool. Would um, you say the Bay Area is kind of the, the forefront of, the, of all of that kind of? It definitely, from a, from a software production and an AI, yeah. it is. LA is interesting. They call it Silicon Beach now. <laughs> it's like the next wave. Like Santa Monica consumer. Exactly. Santa Monica, Venice, of the next wave of consumer. Um, there's just a ton of interest, particularly in that wellness space. So there's a lot of investment. So there's new investors down there. Um, so. And this is actually also helping, you know, the environment. Yeah. I mean, you just think about like when you're making those conscious decisions, how you're also, you're, it's eco-friendly, you know, yeah. the, the, what is that car that's everywhere in California? Tesla? The Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even just, and, and just moving more towards that direction, healthy community, yes. healthy environment, healthy, uh, yeah. uh, but getting back to the mental, emotional oh, wellness, yeah. can you share a little bit about that? Remember you're saying yes. that the trend of, you're seeing that now there's more interest and more investment towards the... Mental health. Yeah, mental health. So the, actually the biggest wave, when I talk to um, investors from you know the largest of funds, and I'm saying, what's the thing you're most excited about that you've invested in recently? Mm-hmm. There, It's been in mental health, which is like, I know it's such an important f- place for us to personally be investing yeah. our money in and our time in, yeah. but to know that investors are seeing it as a financial uh, financially very successful vertical that is just on the cusp of breaking. Yeah. So um, imagine being able to, right now there's one called Talkspace. You can text a therapist at any time. You pay a monthly fee. You can text anytime. I'm having a really hard day. Um, like this, this, and what this is happened. Called? Talkspace. Talkspace, okay. Um, and I think that's also because, I mean, in certain areas of the world, it's still kind of taboo. Yeah. To, like people don't want to be like, oh, I, I'm open about it. I've seen counselors, yeah. you know, but it's, it's great that they have that because they have the anonymity. Yeah. So, you know, they're not actually going to someone's office and speaking yeah. face-to-face. Oh, that's And great. companies are paying for it. Companies are recognizing that their employees are more stable. They're, you know, our companies are asking more and more of us every day. Yeah. And that stress, you you need, um, you know, some people break. Oh, and absolutely. so you need something that's like, a, you know, not only... Not only for you know the senior level, but all the way through, they are paying for that. And then there's also certain investment funds. You know, right now there's quite a lot of investment happening in general in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to differentiate themselves. And a lot of invest. Or there's one particular fund that says we will invest our money in you, take a portion of your company, and help guide you. But we are also going to pay for an executive coach for the founder to make sure that in this very difficult, very, like the drowning story, a very difficult yeah. time of your life of building this business and putting everything else to the side, mm-hmm. that you remain emotionally stable. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're holistic beings. And that, yeah. of course, at the core of it is uh, our mind, body, and spirit. And yeah. on that note, how are we on time? Ten minutes. All right. Um... On that note, I'm sorry, that kind of lost my train of thought, (laughs) but the emotional component is very important, and I feel like how you said companies are, you know, we got to value not just what we're selling, but the people who are making it happening, which are the employees, Um, and having that, uh, one more time, what is it called, The, uh, the app? Being oh, talk able space? To talk space. Yeah. So is that something that's already available? Yeah. That is. Yeah. Um, 
so having that, like the mental, emotional component involved with wellness, have you seen, like, because you were in a very high stress job, probably mm-hmm. still are to a certain degree. How do you deal with your stress? Yeah. Like financial stress as well as just daily yeah. life stress. I would say my counterpoint is definitely on the fitness and health side. Yeah. Um, I, I, t- I try to tune into how my body is reacting to different things. Um, I've noticed that going on long walks in the morning, you know, it's not, you know, I go to sleep a little extra early or I don't look at my phone for an extra half hour and I have enough time to go outside with my dog, walk along the Golden Gate Bridge, beautiful, fresh air helps me calm down and think. Um, I've also found, as I mentioned, just like starting my day with a workout Mm -hmm. just makes me feel like I can achieve anything. And so I'm like ready for each new thing. I also just listened to a podcast. Um, There's this man who came up with uh, the acronym SAVERS. He talks about how he looked through like what every successful CEO or founder has done and what they do to start their morning. And it's as simple as a five minute routine. And I'm not going to remember the whole acronym, but, um, uh, part of it has to do with uh, journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just taking literally one minute for journaling, what are the three things I'm grateful for today? What are the three things I'm going to accomplish today? Yeah. Um, one minute for uh, silence. And he said, you know, in any form, if it's prayer, going to church or meditation mm-hmm. or yoga, you know, something like that. Um, the other one is exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's all these things that you kind of like, yeah, those all make sense. Yeah. That'd be a really good way to start my day right. and to de-stress and break that, uh, you know, block of, of uh, frustration. But knowing that it's all backed by science, like, mm-hmm. of course, the data is there that that's, right. you know, it doesn't take very long, but it will help dissipate. Yeah. And that's important to know, just because when you hear like in the beginning of this podcast, sharing those those numbers of just what stress does to us yeah. individually and as a, as a community, you know, I mean, just, just seeing on the rise with everything from drugs and suicides and whatnot. Yeah. And it's important to remember that we all have value yeah. and to place that value upon ourselves. And, you know, and that means investing your time, investing your money in yourself because yes. you really can't, you know, and especially for those who want to just help everyone else, you, you have to help yourself first. Yeah. And, and like you said, having, making sure you have some, something, Journaling, I definitely, I definitely attest to um, journaling, and like you said, like in the beginning of the day, I do the same thing as far as prayer, meditation. So now, and like we were talking about earlier, there is a wealth of information and knowledge out there on podcasts and YouTube's and different, you know, to to listen to motivational and inspirational yeah. um, messages. Yeah. Um, so on that note, thank you so much yes. for sharing. Thanks for having Thanks. me. And thank you. I'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another presentation on the KUAM Podcast Network. Remember, please leave us a rating and review, and you can subscribe to us on the KUAM Podcast Network, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. Thanks once again for downloading us, and we look forward to listening to you next time.